Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A happy Thursday. A thirsty Thursday. The Mothership Reconnects welcomes you four hours of solar sports keg stands live from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in a city that I can't say heard on affiliates nationwide and north of the border on the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, on Sirius XM Sports Channel 158. From Anchorage to Atlanta, Minneapolis to St. Paul, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Obviously, anything could happen over the next four hours, but folks, we've made it. We have landed the mothership safely. There might be a dent or a scratch or a broken computer chip motherboard somewhere. A thruster might be down. Maybe we left a new employee on a different solar system. I don't know all of the details. But the finish line is in sight. We have come through the stratosphere. We have returned to Earth's orbit and we will soon be splashing down in water somewhere, a boat will pick us up, take us back to Texas or Florida for debriefing. But for us, when it comes to summer scheduling, summer calendars, we're basically done. Today is the last day of this entire week of DA being off doing God knows what. I think he was smoking salmon yesterday. He is off next Friday, but that just doesn't feel like it counts. This is the end of the heavy lifting. This is the end of weeks at a time of no DA or no cap, or no me, or no Bilotti. It's not the end of a no a no Sean. But the calendar is basically about to flip to fall. There are Makes real the hair silky and smooth. There Stop are looking at me, Swan. real football games in this country and in Ireland over the weekend. We are just about done with the NFL preseason. And when we get to Monday's show, it's almost going to be a full cast of characters. You'll be able to watch Monday's show on top of listening to it. DA will be here. I'll do my regular job. I think Pete's going to be here. And we'll have another pretend Sean in that seat on Monday. So we've made it. We've made it. Now, the sad part is summer is ending, but we have survived this summer of mayhem, I think, up until these remaining four hours. It is me once again, Andrew Bogish, in for DA, looking once again, as I have all week long, at producer extraordinaire Kevin Wall. As it should be on a summer Friday, Greg Caserta returns for headlines. We've had a Caserta. We've had two Schwartz. We had a boil on Monday. If anyone deserves the Friday gig, it is the asset. Reconfirmed as the asset, 
This is one of our poll questions earlier this week. So he is here in all his glory. Hubba hubba. And speaking of all his glory, the man who just hit that drop, the man who hits all the drops, all the best drops, all the perfectly timed, perfectly referenced, hilarious drops, he has returned. <laughs> Pete, the body, Bilotti, <laughs> is in the building. Come on, man. Non-compulsive gambler. Not the guy heckling golfers last weekend in Chicago about I just bets don't like him. on the 18th green. The man, the myth, the legend. He's our commander. Is he? The head of the interview process. You <laughs> want to be Sean, you go through Pete. You want to be Ryan Botcher, you go through Pete. You want to work here in Sorry. any capacity, you go through Pete. And today this show goes through Pete. Hi. Welcome back, my friend. How Hello. are you? You look tan. Did you not go away this these last couple of days? No, I was just outside a lot. Okay, you look you look good. Thank you. You're still grumpy. You're still you. So I don't think any, you know the edge was not taken off oh, while well, you were away. I haven't had my tea yet. Oh, okay. This is pre tea, Bilotti. It's Pre tea. That's a new character. Correct. Your thoughts on doing a Pete versus today? <laughs> uh yeah, we could probably. Uh, Scream at somebody. I mean, my assumption is without being here for five days, five show days, you've worked up enough material that you've got to be mad at somebody that you can yell at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we could yell at somebody today. Right. Okay, good. Because you've been yelling in our group chat this whole week and for the, the really the entirety of the group chat existence. I got to remind myself who I was yelling <laughs> I mean, everybody. Everything. Every, I, I mentioned one on the air where Sean was doing us a favor and you were still mad that the favor wasn't good enough. When he gave us the, the coupon for Sunday ticket and your response, we, me and Dave were like, oh, that's cool, thanks. And you said, great. Now I only need to pay 800 bucks for I'm it. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I mean, a little bit you're wrong. <laughs> it's still expensive, but it's not $800. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it might be. Save it for Pete Versus. Just save it for Pete Versus. Okay. And congratulations. I don't know if you ever found the clip, but I gave you a lot of credit. You got Ken Williams and Rick Hahn fired. That's right. In Chicago. Now, uh, we should have a just like a like a like a uh, discussion about how I should be the GM of the White Sox. Well, see, here's the pitfall that a lot of people encounter when they gain the power that you now have. You want to go further. You want more power. Yes, but sometimes you go too far too fast. I think we should just settle now on the fact that you got two guys. Because as I said a few days ago. People have been recommending their dismissal for years, and Jerry Reinsdorf never listened. You said it, and they were out. That's right. Take that win and enjoy it. Okay. All right. I'll put it right in the back pocket. Enjoy it. Don't ask to replace them and then maybe have to you know, be hamstrung by an incompetent older owner, and then you look bad as well. Sit here, be the victor, be the guy that got them out, and just take that victory. What, Tony LaRusso wasn't hired yet? I think he is back as a consultant, he is right? Back. I saw that, yes. Of course he is. And it's a weird thing because there's a lot of stuff going on with Tony, but all of a sudden, Tony looks really old. There's a picture this week where now he's got white hair, it's thinning out. He aged like 20 years. He's got that hair color. Yeah, but I mean, like within the last, I don't know, eight months, all of a sudden, he's now looks like he's 90. He, his hair was basically painted when he was the <laughs> manager of the White Sox. I mean, we, we saw this. So, I mean, when you stop the Just for Men for about a week, you, you, you the, turn into what you really look like. The bottom drops out. <laughs> right, that's it. It's all over. Uh, we'll do plenty of baseball this morning. There's so much more to figure out on Shohei Otani. Um, 
did a deep dive into the history of second Tommy John surgeries, and it's not good. Uh, very different opinions on exactly what Otani's price tag now is as a free agent this winter, so we will tackle that this morning. We've got updates on Trey Lance, maybe Jonathan Taylor. We've got Steven Strasburg retiring at 35, basically never pitching after getting a huge deal from the Washington Nationals. It's never good when a career is overcome by injuries like it has for Strasburg, who at times was as good as anybody, uh, but it's been a long time since he's been even on the mound, let alone good or bad. Two NFL preseason games last night. And our good buddy, my good buddy, Matt Hamilton, makes his debut on the show. You might know Matt from Good Morning Football, NFL Network, stuff like that. He's now at FanDuel, part of the Up and Adam show in particular. He's on the show, 840 Eastern this morning. And, of course, it's a Friday. It's a Target Demo Friday. And today's meme is already in our possession. Our buddy, him, her, it, whatever. We thought we had a clue this week on the identity. We did not. But DA Show Quotes has created the meme It's a good one, and I think I've told the story on the air. If not, I'm telling it again this morning. My personal connection to the theme of the meme, and you know the deal by now. We'll post it at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish. When you see it, respond how you're listening, where you're listening, and eventually people have a clever third thing that you'll need to answer under that Target Demo Friday meme. But we begin this morning in Ann Arbor. The week began with Michigan self-imposing a three-game suspension for head coach Jim Harbaugh for some uh, multiple minor NCA infractions and then the head coach apparently lying about said infractions. The suspension was apparently to show how seriously Michigan is taking this and maybe trying to lessen a future blow from said NCAA. But then yesterday, Coach Harbaugh flexed on the whole situation. It's where we begin. It's your cold opens. They just help us win in every way, on the field, off the field, through perseverance, character, and mostly love. Um, it's been... It's been that that kind of uh, a kind of a team. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heartrending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. That Oprah clip, P.S., is now 19 years old. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. When it comes to Michigan football, do you get a game, you get a game, you get a half, you get a half, you get a game. I don't know any other way to look at this than Jim Harbaugh putting up at least one, if not both, middle fingers of this entire situation. Maybe he's showing off the deep talent base he's got on his coaching staff, and you heard him from December after the Big Ten title game talking about just how deep his roster is, his coaching staff is, and he's showing off that depth with yesterday's announcement. But to me, it just reads as these games don't matter. That's why I'm sitting them out. We can win them no matter who's in charge. So whatever, deal with it. Because here's what Michigan is going to do when this season begins, and Harbaugh misses the first three games of the season. Four different assistant coaches will serve as the head coach over those three games. Because remember, Jim can work during the week. He can do all the prep work. He can be there Sunday through Friday. He just can't be at the games. 
So they just need to make guys in charge on game day. So for their opener against East Carolina, defensive coordinator Jesse Minter gets the nod. Against UNLV, we're splitting up the game. Special teams coordinator Jay Harbaugh handles the first half, and then Michigan running back legend, current running back coach Mike Hart gets the second. And then against Bowling Green, offensive coordinator Sharon Moore will run the Wolverines while Coach Harbaugh is not there. I don't know how else to take that than as a joke, than showing how unimportant all of this is, how easy it will be to win those three games, that the suspension, Jimmy doesn't care one bit about it. You want to tack on two or three more games in 2024, so be it. Maybe I'll be in the NFL by now. But if this was a thing, if this was serious, if this was something that mattered, my guess is one of those four guys would just always be in charge. But instead, we're going to handle this like it's spring training, split squad coaching, and just you go here, you go there. I'll take that first half. You got the second. This is remarkable. And the whole point of the three-game suspension self-imposing was to show that they were taking this seriously, that they understood the gravity of the situation. The NCAA had gone as far as saying, stop with the cheeseburger jokes. Some of them are funny, but this is not about Harbaugh buying a cheeseburger for recruits. This is about illegal contact, illegal visits, illegal coaching moves with non-coaches doing on-field stuff. And then the real haymaker is Harbaugh lying hiding the truth, whatever the description actually is, that's the real cardinal sin in all of this. It's not just about free cheeseburgers for high school football players. So Michigan trying to get a little bit ahead of this because that four-game negotiated suspension died on the vine. So let's give them three now. Maybe it's the first three games of next year as well. We're trying to be serious. We're trying to be adults here. And then Jim Harbaugh's plan, it's clearly his plan, is I got four different guys that can do this job. So we're going to split up those three games and have some fun putting those guys in charge. It's a flex. It could be just the cockiness of I've got four future head coaches on my staff or it's these games don't matter. So we're going to have some fun and give everybody a turn to be a head coach and wear the big boy khakis. Either way, I don't think this is the message Michigan was hoping to send this week to the NCAA, trying to keep as much punishment away from their head coach. But I I guess you kind of got to love the guy, right? He's always him. He's always consistent. This is why his act can wear thin sometimes and why people either love or hate him. But here he is, and it was a two-paragraph statement. The first paragraph laid out the plan. The second paragraph was a quote from Harbaugh, and that's it. And we've got four different guys coaching the three games he'll be suspended for when the regular season begins for Michigan in just a couple of days. And with that, we're off and running on this Target Demo Friday, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We had the Colts and Eagles, and we had the Falcons and the Steelers last night in NFL preseason action. It is always hard to figure out exactly what any of those things mean, but it means something that the Steelers' first-string offense got five drives this summer, and they scored five touchdowns. Kenny Pickett. Pickens, Johnson, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, some tight ends. Matt Canada is finally letting people be good and creative on offense, running things for the Steelers. They live in the AFC North. Just how good actually are they? That is one of our topics this morning. Plus, again, Otani. And, oh, by the way, Giannis. Yeah, I might stay here in Milwaukee. 
I'd love to play for one team my entire career, but before I sign my next contract, I got to make sure the rest of you guys want to be as good as I want to be. And if not, maybe I'll go somewhere else. That must have been fun to read yesterday for Bucks fans. That's on the menu this morning as well. But up next, it, of course, is Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. We get to that Steeler offense. We also get to the Mike McDaniel translating machine and John Lynch on Trey Lance. All of that's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of car. Cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Before Soundcheck, the best audio of the day, um, I've got a new segment called Sight Check, the worst visuals of the day. How about me walking out of the studio after that first break? And what do I encounter? Peter Schwartz, who's working down the hall this morning in a Joe Klecko jersey, sitting in his desk chair, having makeup plastered onto his face by our good friend Allie. Who, pour on his body? Whatever she gets paid to be here in the morning to do makeup for the TV portion of the morning show down the hall. It's not enough if she's got to make Schwartz TV ready. None of us are handsome. The makeup does none of us any favors. But Schwartz in a Klecko jersey with his like chin up and his eyes closed waiting for foundation to be applied <laughs> is just not a thing I needed to see ever. That's when you know it's a summer Friday. <laughs> I mean, get, get us all out of here. Get us all out of here. It's like making uh, Emerald Lagasse a Calvin Klein model. Horrible. <laughs> should get every bonus there is. And, she should and, get and, Monday and off. <laughs> Isn't it so good that Pete's back? Sound check begins with Steelers' Ooh, yeah. second year QB, Kenny Pickett. Feeling good. Two more drives, two more touchdowns last night in Atlanta. Solidifying the preseason and finishing strong. Um, going out there and, and putting points on the board is really, you know, our goal. Um, went two for two with touchdowns, so that's that's always a good sign. We'll do more on this throughout the morning, but it has to be somewhat a good sign, some optimism in the Steelers being five for five as a first string offense. Now, last night they played their first string offense 
the Falcons did not play their first string defense and vice versa. The Steelers played that half like a tune-up for the regular season. The Falcons protected most people. So the Steeler lines were having their way with guys. But to me, even early on, year two, new parts, wondering how the play calling is going to be. The fact that they didn't mess up, the fact that they had matchups and took advantage of them, that's a good sign for me for this Steeler offense. How about Mike McDaniel down in Miami, the Dolphins head coach? They have been linked to Josh Jacobs quickly this week. They, of course, have been linked to Jonathan Taylor. They did not get Dalvin Cook. He's now a jet. Here's McDaniel trying to discuss the Taylor-Dolphin trade rumors. Here's the thing with the with, with reports. Um, first of all, uh, you know, I think my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter just tweeted a report. Credence to that. Uh, like, um, as far as that goes, it seems like... Uh, Every player in the National Football League um, is coming to the Dolphins because I feel like that's kind of on trend. Me, I've said this before. I'm not going to speak about other players. I mean, how how many times do I have to explain, like, Chris Greer's job is to work. He works at it a lot um, and keeps me abreast when they're real. Generally, when things are are real, um, I don't have questions about them. There's been a kind of a consistent pattern where we've talked about all sorts of players. Um, so reports, whatever, that, that's kind of the, the it seems like the, the noise that um, is, is, is around the business. Uh, huh? 45 seconds of listening to that intently and then Bilotti just goes in my ear. This guy sucks. What has yeah. he won? I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> I got to hear this. I don't even know what that was. There was not one sentence started and finished in all of that thing. It's just thought here, thought here, going down left, joke, clever, whatever. He's all over the place. Bill Parcells was doing that. I read this quote, these quotes yesterday, and I don't know how somebody transcribed them. I wouldn't know where to put commas and periods and start a new sentence because it's never a finished thought. I'd rather take the Belichick than that. They move on. We're on to Cincinnati. Yep, I'd rather take that. He's now, you got a sound bite out of it. At least McDaniel at times has some good jokes, some clever stuff. There's almost a trade-off. But, like, day-to-day, man, just it, give it, me a little more it's clarity. so bad. And I was telling you before the show, who is worse at press conferences, Mike McDaniel or Andy Reid? Andy Reid's been doing this for 25 years with yeah. press conferences, and he still can't put a freaking sentence together. Still sounds like a walrus. You know who's also bad? Steph Curry. Trying to cut up and make sense and, like, get a Steph Curry thought that's not 29 seconds is hard. He talks slow, big gaps between words. His mind can wander. You can't just get him to tell you 11 seconds of why the Warriors won last night. Well, it's the same thing with Brian Cashman. After 29 minutes, I think you can get one cut because the guy keeps endless amount of dribble. And, and it's all in one sentence. I, I, it's, it's a remarkable thing to do. Last but not least, here's Niners GM John Lynch, the man that may or may not trade Trey Lance in the coming days. That's probably the most likely option is that he's here. 
If we could find a landing spot for Trey that is, you know, is a really good one for him and, you know, works for our organization, that's not something we, we turn a blind eye to. But that's not where our focus is right now. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah, there's there's viable options for all players. But right now, Trey's a part of our team, and we're going to move forward with that in mind. That was John Lynch on KNBR saying the likely scenario now is that Trey Lance stays and we pay him $9 million to be QB3. Translation, we haven't got enough good offers just yet. But um, my phone is ready to go. Let's listen. Because they have four quarterbacks on their roster right now. And as much as anybody in the NFL, they're going to want to have that new third guy to be ultra protected. So they've got Brock Purdy. They've got Sam Darnold. And then Brandon Allen is on that roster as well. Now, he has not played much in the preseason, but he could be your third QB, the ultimate security blanket. You don't need Trey Lance just from a numbers game. You also don't need to pay that much money to your third string, hopefully never plays quarterback. So it's only likely that he stays because John Lynch hasn't gotten a good phone call just yet. But that phone call should come. I said this this morning. I'll take the Trey Lance gamble. Obviously, the price tag matters, but the idea of adding Trey Lance, seeing what he can do behind the scenes this year, and then maybe having him be my guy next year, there are certain teams that makes a lot of sense. I think two teams right off the bat that you think of, the Minnesota Vikings and the Denver Broncos. Because if Russell Wilson does not work out, boom, you can put Trey Lance in, you got nothing to lose. And then Kirk Cousins, yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money right now. But I think we're at the end of him in Minnesota. Minnesota for sure. We talked about the Rams briefly yesterday too. I don't know about the Broncos because I just don't know. Because I, I understand completely the idea of what's after Russ. But it's hard for me to think that that Russ would be that bad again this year. That they'd make a move after this year away from him. Now, that being said... Jerry Judy got hurt yesterday, and that's three fairly top targets. That's the number one. But then Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler are off the roster, off the field right now, too. So I don't know who Russ is throwing to to at least try to get back to some form of being good Russell Wilson. So I don't I don't know about Denver, but, if again, if, if you're anybody else that isn't sure who your quarterback is going to be two or three years from now, you have to call John Lynch. I think you can even make an argument for, the, for New England. Although I keep seeing a lot of people breaking down Mac Jones' preseason tape, air quotes, and telling you how much Bill O'Brien's already helped him. So I don't, I don't think they're done on Mac Jones either. They're not, they're, they're not as far down the road as say the Vikings and the Rams might be in thinking about who their quarterback is next year. I don't think the Patriots are having that thought yet. I think that they're still... And they plus, they still have flirt with Bailey Zappi. I don't think they need a third person in there to try to figure out if they can be a starting quarterback. They don't need a third question to answer. And they've had a lot of question marks already, yeah. you know, at quarterback. Exactly. Well, there was a question earlier this week of, should Greg Caserta come to work? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> He smartly said, not today, I'll be there tomorrow. And then he was there, and it was fantastic. We spent a lot of time wondering, because one of the things you missed, Pete, there are people in the Caserta (laughs) circle of trust, family, friends, partners, 
who thought that the asset, the moniker, the label, the character was beneath him. That it was maybe time to move on from that. So we put it up for a vote, a non-binding vote. And I think by a, you know, a, a three-quarters margin, the audience said, we cannot get rid of the asset. It was b- beneath him? Yeah. Well, I, what's, the, what's the alternative? Well, like that, that to be more, I don't know, you want to describe it while you're here, asset? Yeah, yeah I guess, um, h- how do I explain it? Well, it was it was told to me, again, revisiting something that Andrew and I talked about on Wednesday, that people in my inner circle said that it was beneath me now, that the running joke of the quote-unquote asset, um, I, I was taking shots that I didn't have to take, and that I could move on because I'm above it, I'm better than that. But I don't know if I totally agree with that. I don't know if I'm above it and that I'm better than that. So we left it to a vote. And the audience overwhelmingly said, we got to keep the asset. So I, I think for now it stays. It's just not as blatant as it used to be. You don't know how you could have so many gimmicks with the asset. You know, so many things we could do with the, the, the moniker, the asset. Would you manage me? You. Would you be my Paul Heyman? I would. Okay. That's enough to keep me around. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever asked of Pete. Yeah. You've been waiting for that question, right? I ha- yeah, I've been waiting for uh, someone to put under my tutelage. In a wrestling? Correct. Yeah. I love it. And, again, non-binding, but America spoke this week mm-hmm. and said keep the asset. Now, you promised to wear one of your asset I d- t-shirts. I, did, I didn't. And you didn't. And both of them were folded and in my dresser drawer. They were available. They were both on the table. You need, but- you need more merchandise, more merch. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I actually did have designs for, like, a baseball cap. Like, if I could partner with one of those companies that makes merchandise and have my own line of stuff. You could have, you could have. That has been thought about. You could have asset, you could have a logo. Yeah, there was a, there was a design that was done with a headset and a baseball diamond. (laughs) Um, There were some rough drafts that were. That were formulated. I've said we need them more, and then AB disagreed with me. He's like, two, two shirts are enough. Well, he doesn't need to have more than two shirts. <laughs> right. But if we wanted to put asset merchandise on DA's website, that makes sense. America should have shirts. Agreed. But Greg doesn't need a rainbow variety of the asset t-shirts. He's got two of them. That's <laughs> yeah, good that's for him. For but if you want to sell all six primary colors, different sizes, tank tops, long sleeve, short sleeve, Away we go. And I put I would put the first the first three letters in big font and then the rest in small. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> my my father texted me yesterday and said, You'll always be an ass hat to me. <laughs> and I said, No, no, no. I think you heard it wrong. He goes, No, 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 I heard it right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, everybody knows somebody that <laughs> is all in on money making schemes. Like every angle they take is all oh, dude, this could be huge. When this blows up <laughs> This thing could be I'm out of here. You'll never I'm not see me one of coming. those guys. I am not one of those guys. I am just happy showing up, being told the time and a place, and getting my paycheck. But I had dreams of this becoming like Pitching Ninja. Right. Pitching Ninja started as a goof, and now it's a, a big thing online. It's got a huge imprint on I have Instagram. a t-shirt. You have a t-shirt. Yeah. I have been looking at t-shirts, but they don't have the one I want in stock. So I look at the asset as partnering with one of those companies, not me personally, but the brand itself, 
and having it become its own clothing line. I see a lot of monetization here. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just thought of a new segment based off of oh boy. your dad. You know, we've got Champ or Chump. We've got um, Guy Thing or oh. Not Guy Thing. We could do Asset or Asshat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ass or Asset. <laughs> right? Like I, that. I like that. And that's just the beginning. That's yeah. a day one thought. Yeah, we're not even, we're just workshopping uh, this right now. We could do that today. Do you want to do that at 920? 920 is open. I would forego Pete versus. Oh, that might make people angry. It. That's kind of already making me angry. Build up ass versus <laughs> ass set. It's a Friday morning. I'm telling you. You just money. beat me to the punch. Yeah. It's a Target demo Friday. The meme will come out to start hour number two. Uh, I think all of us are actually, oh, maybe Pete's not in the meme this week. I have to go back and double check. Thanks, Cap. But no, it's <laughs> not Cap. It's DA Show Quotes. Yeah, not Cap. Thanks, DA Show Quotes. Because you weren't here all week. Let me let me pull it back up. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, wait. No, is that? I can't tell. There's so many Easter eggs. I see me. I see Boyle. I see Wall. I see Botcher. I see Caserta. I see Schwartz. Wait, I'm in on this? You are? I, I think that's, uh, think that's you, and then I see uh, where am I? Shawnee's there. Oh, and then oh. there's even more. Do we have a Billy Jock alone? I got this. Is something this might set the record for plants? What is this on? Oh, we haven't put it out yet. Oh, beautiful. Then there's a, a, a tiny little black because I. It's partly about um, the search for the DA show quotes identity. And I mentioned that we have one of those like police murder investigation like tack boards up where there's all pictures and thumbtacks and strings connecting. So there's one of those in here too. And there's a lot of pictures. Cool. People that might, I guess, be the person that transcribes the show on Twitter. This is amazing. It'll be at top of the hour. And then you'll tell us where you're listening, how you're listening, and Tell Pete things he missed this week. Pete doesn't like to not be here. I notice it. So things that stand stood out to you this week in particular that you want Pete to know about, put that in your Target Demo Friday meme response when it comes out at the top of the hour. But right now, headlines, and here is the asset. <laughs> Can I ask one question of course. Um, from no. DA Show Quotes? Because I was writing my update, and as you know, I don't like to be distracted. So I wasn't listening to the first... I'd say 20 minutes of this. So show. that's the Schwartz method you're employing this oh, morning. 100%. Okay. Um, Minus the smell. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a second smell reference. <laughs> At least you're being, uh, you're taking veiled shots. I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> what was Pete referencing when he said, this guy sucks? Mike McDaniel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Agreed. Thank you. Yeah, good job. You were right on that one. Guy hasn't won anything yet, but we're talking, talking like he's Lombardi. Yeah, Enough. He's, he gets glowing reviews for how he uh, deals with the players. Big I will players. disagree. I will disagree with Da on this until he wins something. No argument here, pal. Thank you. Fly Eagles, fly. Go Colts, go. I don't know if that's their saying, but Jim Irsay's team came away with a twenty-seven thirteen win over the Eagles to wrap up their preseason. And all eyes were on Anthony Richardson, who led Indianapolis to the win on the road. I did uh, see a couple of missed throws from me, uh, a couple of drops from the team, but that's just all with, with reps and uh, preparation, you know, going into the season. You know, we, we're going to continue to build on it, you know, keep taking shots because we like to play aggressive, we like to play fast, so just keep taking shots, you know, just 
try to find ways to click on all cylinders and, and just connect with each other, you know, so we can have this offense being explosive. Fourth overall pick, 6 of 17, 78 yards through the air, added a team-high 38 on the ground. Even flapped his wings, much to the chagrin of the defending NFC champs, who sat most of their starters. Colts head coach Shane Steichen offered his thoughts on Richardson. That's one of his talents, you know, to you create those big plays outside the pocket. I think he had 38 rushing yards, but the scramble plays when guys are, you know, coming free on blitzes, obviously we got to look at those and get those things picked up better. But uh, just his ability to create, you know, outside the pocket is definitely going to help us. 53-man rosters must be finalized by Tuesday. And Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni so callously said, quote, it's not as hard on me as the guys getting that news. So whenever you hear about coaches like, ah, you know, it's a tough business and there's, like we've talked about, people, families, human emotions, doesn't seem like Nick Sirianni really cares that much. So he's good. I'm going to have a fun weekend. I'm chilling. The guys fretting their existence, hang in there. Yeah, I'll be at the beach. I used to love that on Hard Knocks. Like you would see guys that make the team and then you see coaches getting emotional and, hey, we're going to let you go. We're going to place you on waivers. Here's the process. Yeah. If you need anything, stay in touch. Nick Sirianni goes, eh, best of luck to you. Peace out. One other game last night, Bogues. The Steelers squashed the Falcons 24-0. Kenny Pickett, a perfect 4-for-4 for for 86 yards. It's proof that, you know, all the work that we put in, you know, paid off and and we had a good preseason. Um, But obviously now it counts, so now we got to get, you know, our our attention to San Fran and and focus on those guys and and start getting into some game prep stuff. Pittsburgh, a perfect 3-0 to wrap up the preseason. Speaking of the Niners, they will play the final of three preseason games tonight. They're in Santa Clara, and we talked about this on last Friday's show. You referenced it before, the 49ers' monumental mistake of trading all those picks for Trey Lance. Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young joined our pal Zach Gelb and offered some of his thoughts. Trey had not grabbed the hearts, and I don't know how to say this, of the team where, like, it's not necessarily an emotional thing. It's more like how he performed and how he needs to be to kind of claim not the hearts it's to cl- it's put a stake in the ground or um, you know on the top of Everest like you know like this is my space he had yet to do that and i think that's what he needed to do to get that backup job was to perform in a way that that gave him the confidence like he was missing some easy routes and it was all this, you could feel him kind of get down on himself and and the team responds to that and they don't that's not what they're looking for and so he was growing well apparently not enough and uh we I think we're playing some John Lynch sound a little bit later. How Already did. Already played the Lynch sound. So I don't want to repeat that, but there's John Lynch sound. There's more quotes from Steve Young, so we could play those throughout the morning. Elsewhere in the NFC West, the Cardinals teardown continued throughout the day. Quarterback Joshua Dobbs in a seventh-round pick going to the desert from the Browns in exchange for a fifth-rounder. Earlier in the day, the Cards sent former first-round pick Isaiah Simmons to the Giants for a seventh-round pick. And also sent offensive tackle Josh Jones and a 2024 seventh rounder to the Texans in exchange for a fifth round pick. So a lot of picks on the move. Dobbs now will compete with Colt McCoy for the starting job while Kyler Murray continues his ACL rehab. Colt McCoy still hanging around like a weed in your garden. And this is my favorite soundbite from yesterday. Jerry Jones on the maturation of Cowboys defensive end Sam Williams. Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying that he is, as, which is more often the case than not, uh, this sh- sounds a little hollow, but he does and is uh, maturing. 
uh, and he is. Um, the uh, uh, what was he going? Sixty six. Was he going sixty six miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's thirty four miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. Ninety eight to sixty six. So that's improvement. Always fun. Always fun to make jokes in light of things that have happened on the road. Henry Ruggs comes to mind. Williams taken into custody on Sunday, booked on charges of possession of a controlled substance and unlawful carrying of a weapon. Old Jer was referencing December's arrest warrant for reckless driving when Williams crashed his Corvette into another car while driving 98. Has anybody apologized for that yet? I mean, I don't imagine Jerry gives a you-know-what, but, like, even the adults around him, maybe they didn't understand what he was doing. They but, were laughing. But why are you laughing I at that? Know, He's making a joke about a guy driving a deadly weapon like an idiot around town. Not once, where everybody can go, all right, I made one bad decision. Mm-hmm. This guy's made, I think, three now. He's been in trouble three different times for driving. And that's the thing Jerry came up with yesterday. He's maturing because he's now cut the speeding down by 30 MPHs. That was Mad Dog-esque. Maturing. That guy, man. But again, if you root for a team that plays the Cowboys, you need to root for Jerry to live forever. Oh, yeah. Because they'll never win while he's around. What I admire the most about him and a lot of those guys is they just don't even hide it anymore. Like, they don't even (laughs) attempt to shroud how scummy they are. Like, they're just out in the open. It's an amazing cover. Nobody calls them on it. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and it's kind of our fault. Like, we pick and choose, like, who we hold accountable differently. Mm-hmm. And, again, we're giggling at him making a joke about a guy's, again, reckless driving offense. His number, his second one. Unbelievable. Uh, let's get some deeper thoughts on those NFL preseason games last night. Anthony Richardson, um... Very confident in a preseason game in Philly, flapping his wings at Eagles fans. That's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know me. I'm easily distracted. And during Caserta's update, Twitter showed me a Twitter conversation. Are you this or are you that? And it was whether you, when you have cereal, whether you put the cereal in the bowl first and then add milk or milk in the bowl first, and then pour cereal on top. I can't believe that's a thing. I knew the previous version of this that I saw was when you brush your teeth, you wet your toothbrush and then put toothpaste on, or toothpaste then wet. Now, I do wet then toothpaste, but I was aware of people that did the other way. I didn't know there were two ways to make a bowl of cereal. And I say this with all due respect. If you get out a bowl from the cupboard and put milk in first and then cereal on top, seek medical attention immediately. <laughs> I know that's a big thing in uh, Canada. Like what? a lot of Canadians, they put the milk in first and then the cereal. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not even going to let my brain try to understand why you would do that. You can't. That's not how this is done. There are rules, people, okay? There are rules. We are not free to do whatever we want. The only way to make a bowl of cereal is cereal first and then milk. That's it. The only explanation I can I can get from it, I wouldn't do it. The only explanation I can get to as to why you would do it, you're a psychopath. No, maybe you don't want the the cereal to get as soggy as if you were to do it the other way. So then you put. Less, less milk, milk in on top cereal. of the cereal. I know, I, look, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not. I, I really don't. I, I 
pour the milk like every other normal human being, but I, that could be my explanation for it. Because I'm here for the conversation of how much milk should be in the bowl. Because, like, I probably put, like, less than more most people. Where my son wants to almost have it be, like, milk soup with Cheerios floating, floating around. Ugh. I think it depends upon the cereal. But no matter what, cereal first and then the milk on top. That's how this happens. If you're doing it a different way, you're doing it wrong and you're weird and maybe we don't want to be friends with you anymore. Sports. In hour number two, the DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. Sports! Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.